Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello and welcome to The Mentor. I'm Mark Boris. Well, actually, interestingly enough, I'm going to do the intro for today's podcast, but I'm going to let you in a secret. I usually do the podcast first, then I do the intro. So uh, this is not really the intro. This is really a conclusion. But anyway, it's going to seem like an intro to, to you. And the reason I do it that way is because I like to do the podcast first and get all the download from the person I'm interviewing so that I actually can do a better intro as opposed to just reading a script that's been prepared for me by my producer over here, Huey. So anyway, there's a little bit of inside information on how we do podcasts. Anyway, here comes the intro. Um, this week I'm doing something different, a real lot different. Um, I'm joined by Sean Dollinger, and that's spelled with an O D O W L, not Dillinger. And he's the CEO and founder of a company called Namaste, and it's not what you expect. They are the world's largest e-commerce platform that focuses on, believe it or not, cannabis products and cannabis. He's based in Canada, where the laws are about five years ahead of where Australia is, and we are talking about legalized cannabis sales. So he's not doing anything illegal. It's legal in his country. And he's here in Sydney for the week speaking at a conference, and mostly an advertising conference, but I took the opportunity to grab him, get him in here in the studio to talk about his business model. It's very interesting. I'm going to ask him about the future and potential of this industry in this country, for, for example. And what's interesting, you know, I've just learned that Australia is actually talking to the Canadian authorities about legalising cannabis in this country. And what does this mean for Australia and how does his model work? It's intriguing. So let's get into it. Sean Dollinger, I hope I pronounce that right. Is that right? Yes, sir. Welcome to The Mentor. Thank you very much. I, I just can't help but seeing, I mean, we're, we're going to talk about... Uh, marijuana-style products, and I see the likeness of the name Dollinger and Dillinger, and I immediately <laughs> wanted to call you Sean Dillinger for some reason. <laughs> um, you probably get that when you're a young guy. Um, I, 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 look, I'm, I want to get into this because I, I, first and foremost, I want to um, thank you for coming in. At, at like We stuffed around this week, and um, you've come in at the last moment, and you've got to catch a flight, so we haven't got much time. And I, So I want to get right into it. Tell me about what you do in Canada, what your business, Namaste, Namaste. Namaste. What it does in Canada. 
So we started as a vaporizer company three years ago, selling in... Vaporizer, we're talking Australians now, our audience, what is a vaporizer company? So vaporizers, you could use it for eucalyptus, mint, chamomile. There's different uses for vaporizers, but obviously we saw a large correlation between using a vaporizer, which heats up a product. So instead of using paper to roll cannabis or these products in, which is unhealthy because you're burning paper, which is going into your lungs, uh, this allows people to do it a healthy way and uh, then we saw the correlation between that and cannabis were you doing were you doing the other products before you like eucalyptus etc yes. yes so on our website you could go on it and not only buy the vaporizer but buy these different oils and you know and add it into the products right. oh, just just help me out here because I've, I've never used the vaporizer and, and to some extent vaporizer a little bit new here in Australia they're becoming more trendy of late but because you see people walking around the streets with them but does the oil let's let's go back a step and let's say it's um eucalyptus oil do you, do people actually put eucalyptus oil into the vaporizer do they have any tobacco in there no tobacco no tobacco just the oil so i'm glad you bring that up because e-cigarettes for example which a lot of people have seen over the years yep. um e-cigarettes is nicotine right, right. and uh, they get the stereotype that hey a vaporizers and e-cigarette and it's just not the case so. okay because that's what i thought so yeah take me through it no so a lot of times like if someone's using a vaporizer you'll smell the cannabis in the air so that'll set up the difference between the two and then so back to what we're doing in canada when we saw all of these vaporizers being sold all around the world we decided to actually start selling the plant so we went ahead, we applied for our license in Canada, and we'll be the first one to have a platform that sells multiple brands of cannabis. Well, take me back a step again. Canada, obviously, it's legal. Right. It's not, but it's not legal here, um, or in New South Wales at least, where we are uh, doing this from right now. What's the deal in Canada in terms of cannabis um, and, and the sale of it? Yeah, so I think Canada's taken a really responsible approach where they took it from the federal level to build the foundation properly, while in the U.S. we see them not taking the federal route. Because it's California, you can uh, have cannabis, is that right? Or some parts of California can go into shops where you buy it, is that right? Right, but it's not even legal. It's funny how it worked out. Like, um, they go ahead and they approve it from the state level, but still federally, if you got caught with cannabis by a federal employee, uh, you're supposed to get arrested that's weird yeah. <laughs> i mean it's, i think also in australia like I, I as i understand i think you can go to um canberra the act which is our which is a territory as opposed to a state is run by the federal government i think it's actually legal in canberra um you you, you can have so much of it there's a certain amount you can't be selling it but there's it's legal to have it whereas in new south wales it's just illegal to have it all across the board so we see Australia actually following in the footsteps of Canada. Canada is not normally at the forefront of uh, policies like this, so it's really amazing to see. But uh, it's great to see that Australia has recognized that Canada is the leader in this space, and they're working really close with the Canadian government. A lot of the consultants, a lot of the publicly traded companies in Canada have um, started working with uh, Australian companies. Yeah. Uh, is that right? Because, I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's great to hear. I mean, not that I'm sort of necessarily um, promoting it, but uh, it's great to hear that Australian government is actually speaking to the Canadian government about the benefits and, or I guess the disadvantages of legalising cannabis. Is that is, So our Australian government's doing that. It is. That is fantastic. Yeah. So, and why do you think Canada was a leader in the world, or at least a leader in North America in this regard? Well, they really... 
care of all the policies, getting them in place that, you know, people couldn't just go and do whatever they want. They actually set up procedures. Like, for example, in California, what we're seeing now, where it was kind of rushed out on the state level, we now see products being used with different types of um, chemicals. And then the chemicals are causing problems. And now the California government has decided, hey, these pesticides can't be used on this product. So now that it's been rolled out legally in California from a state level, all of a sudden there's a recall on 75% of the product, which now causes a big problem. So ironically, it's more about, it's actually regulating the use of cannabis, as opposed to regulating the non-use of cannabis, which is... It's sort of rather ironic. And that's a good way to put it. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's sort of saying, look, if people are going to use this stuff, we better bloody get in there and make sure that no one gets really sick from it or it doesn't cause a greater problem like tobacco has caused in the past. Exactly. Is that, is that, would that be the yeah, way some That'd be safe because if you think about it, people who want cannabis, they're going to get cannabis, right? Yeah. So why not go ahead and do it in a controlled environment that really helps everybody and let's be responsible and make sure that the product's getting into the right people's hands. And... Um, you know, we actually see amazing health benefits to these products. It's not just a story, and that's what I've learned over the last three years. Well, could you take me through that? Because, I mean, I've heard stories about this. Um, you know, I've heard stories. I've heard – I've read reports. I did a little bit of research before today um, and where things like ep- epilepsy can be managed, um, pain management, et cetera. Um, could you just explain some of the things? And I know you're not a, you're not a doctor, are you? Absolutely. But, no, but, yeah. but at least, well, that's better because I wanted to explain layman's terms. Cool. So what do you understand to be, as someone who has a platform that sells a variety of cannabis products right? Um, for vaping, yeah? Yes. If that's the word. Um, could you explain to me what you consider, what you hear, what you know of, as being the benefits of using cannabis and all the products of cannabis. cannabis is it, we're talking about cannabis oil here or cannabis actually the leaf? Here in Australia? No, in Canada. Oh, you could do oil tinctures or, um, or the plant. The, the, Both the, are the, legal. You're not allowed edibles yet in Canada. Right. Okay. So can you explain to me what are sort of some of the discussed benefits? What are the things that people are talking about? It's amazing. Every day you hear a new story. One thing that uh, happened about a year ago, a person by the name of Jesse Lavoie calls me out of the blue. He says, I'm an investor. And he gets into this whole story about how in Canada, believe it or not, in the U.S., everybody could have a gun. Uh, prison guards can't even have guns in prisons in um, Canada. And an inmate was coming in and things went bad. And he was in his mid-20s. He never thought he'd have to kill somebody. And he ends up killing this inmate and he basically goes pretty much loses his mind, you know, like he couldn't sleep at night. He has insomnia and he says, Sean, I look up to you so much what you're doing. You're an inspiration. Can I come down to Florida to meet with you? I said, sure, come on down and let's chat. When I saw him, he was jumpy. He was on edge the whole time and saying really crazy things. And I said, Jesse, you know, you're going to either leave here getting shot or arrested. And the next day he ends up getting arrested and, um, for threatening the people at his hotel. I I couldn't get a clear story on it, but I just know I got a call from the police that morning and and telling him that he didn't get arrested. He actually got brought to a uh, mental institute. And um, his parents had to come down and escort him back to uh, Canada. We started working with him. We started uh, 
going through, helping him get cannabis, um, encouraging him to do so. He's now a spokesperson for our company. And what I saw take place really opened my eyes to what cannabis really could do for people. And it really inspired me. And I find I work even harder today to keep trying to give that platform the ability to do that. And we've developed health apps now that are available in the Apple Store to allow people to connect instantly to doctors and nurse practitioners. And then we have wearable technology where we could then get feedback from users so that we could help build out a platform where it's peer-to-peer. Because if we wait on the medical side and the doctors, we know how long that'll take, right? Research, um, you know, it could be politics. a few years. Politics, exactly. That definitely gets in the way. Um, if we could develop a peer-to-peer platform where people could share their experiences, and you might be like, hey, that's not normal. Why do people want to share their experience for free? What's in it for them? One thing I've seen in this cannabis space, it's really unbelievable how everybody connects. Everybody wants to share their story about, hey, this strain was amazing, and this is what it's done for me, and all of these different things. So by developing the largest uh, peer-to-peer, so Namaste has 1.5 million customers around the world. Really? Wow. In cannabis. Right. That's unheard. Like, because Facebook customers and Google... Customers or, like, or, or, or um, uh, the community's 1.5? No, actually, customers who made purchases off our website. Wow. And uh, you need to recognize that companies like Facebook and Google who've been sitting on the sidelines and normally companies could go and do pay-per-click for advertising and get out there, all of a sudden here, we have the organic platform. We've built it out. So now if we could bring everybody together and say, hey, when I wake up in the morning and I feel a little groggy or I have a headache, this is the strain that's worked for me. What do you mean by the strain? You mean the, um, uh, the, the type of cannabis that is worth that particular individual. Correct. Strain being like it's because we don't have a lot of people here who are listening, probably never even tried cannabis. So maybe we got, it's a bit like tea, I guess. We got uh, this type of tea and that type of tea and uh, orange tea and orange pico tea and we've got chamomile. Is that what we're talking about here? We've got different types of cannabis. Exactly. So. Okay. So, like, like as a, a general rule, like, are we talking about a thousand different strains? Or how, how's it look? Right now, I believe they've recognized. Uh, Pretty close to 150 unique strains. Right. And, and is it geographical or, or is it, um, you know, like, I mean, is that because you find something in um, Arabic countries and different to what you might find in Africa, which is different to what you might find in South America and or Australia? Is that what we talk about? Yeah, it's a great question. They're, they're now growing in such um, controlled environments and they bring in the experts to go ahead and work on these hybrid plants and that's where all of this is coming from and um yeah hybridized so so they're, they're taking the original plants and they're crossing them and they're exactly. trying to work out um you know get special characteristics out of the various genus of the species which is um cannabis generally and is it about the thc but what is it about what 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 are we talking but is it what is it that's special in cannabis yeah. is it is there some mineral in there or some or is there something that does something to your brain? Uh, I mean, do you have any sense of being able to explain it to, to me and, and to the, our audience today? Yeah, I was just going to actually go into that. So Thank it's you. great that... Uh, Good segue, as they say. I love that. <laughs> I've always been wanting to use that word, segue. There you go. Uh, but uh, there's CBD, which is the big thing right now. And CBD is the actual health benefit. So THC is what everybody gets high off of. And some people like that. Other people don't like that experience. And they really want the health benefits of the plant. And that's really where CBD comes in. Is that can- cannabinoid? Is that what C- CBD so. means? Yeah. Is that what it means? You know what? 
I'm embarrassed to say <laughs> I just refer to it as so CBD. I think, it, I think it's the um, the byproduct of cannabis cannabinoid. Yeah, but so okay. So what what does it do? What does it? So basically, that's the health benefit that goes in. So that's where they're doing all the research. And uh, for example, a big thing that came out of the UK uh, last week is the um, legalization of cannabis. So as well. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So everybody was saying, oh, they're years away, they're years away. And then here we are and they turn around and uh, approve uh, the use for medical purposes. So CBD, again, it's a funny one. They don't want you to advertise the health benefits. Yep. But if you do it as a food supplement, then there's no issue on selling it. So that's the biggest challenge for Namaste growing globally is every country and then every state in each country or province has its new challenges and new entry points. So that's probably one of the biggest challenges out there. Let's talk about your business model. So Namaste is a platform. It is. Electronic platform or digital platform. Correct me if I'm wrong here. Um, People... Uh, it's a peer-to-peer platform. In other words, you know, I can sort of become a member. Or, or, or there's a, no membership, so no it's membership. all B2C though. We B2C. do business to consumer. So, do you have a like a, a forum? Is there an ability to have a forum on there? In other words, let's say I go on there, buy something on there, and um, I'm now you capture my name and details, etc. And do I get to see, um, say, Huey over here might have also gone and done that? I can sort of send, put in a question. Um, Look, I've been waking up in the mornings with bad headaches and then here we can see it and you can answer it as a peer-to-peer um, discussion. Is that how it works? So we're streamlining it more so in one place. Like right now, everybody's coming out with different CBD products. How do you know which one's good? How do you know which one's bad? Mm. As you know, on e-commerce, if a site's selling a product, they're not going to go ahead and if a bad review comes in, post it on their website, no. right? If for some reason, you go to websites and all of them are the best, right? So Namaste is a neutral platform. We're unbiased. It's all about what customers put in and then that gets you know, posted online and other people can see. So, so you curate all the opinions Correct. On so the various stream, a bit like TripAdvisor. Like TripAdvisor. So yeah. instead of having a, a form that you need to go to and a product site to go to, we've basically brought it all into one platform. So you could do everything from your shopping experience. And we started as, like I said, a vaporizer company. And now we're your everything cannabis store. So if you want vaporizers, uh, cannabis, CBD, growing equipment, we want to be the expert. We want you to come to our place. But then how do we go ahead and keep that customer engaged, happy? We need to make sure that shopping experience is the best shopping experience out there. So uh, out of Sweden, we bought an AI and machine learning company. Uh, and people are like, well, how does that make any sense? You're a cannabis company. And because uh, people can't think, <laughs> no, I'm just joking. No, <laughs> so, you do the thinking for them. <laughs> that's where the AI and machine learning exactly. comes in, which is great. So, um, we have uh, medical professionals that just imagine if they're spread out all across the world, and one person experiences that they could give some type of prescription that helped that cause, but how does that? get related to everybody through a medical journal. By the time a medical journal is posted, how long does that take? Well, our AI and machine learning brings that all together. So the person buys a vaporizer and then they go ahead and buy cannabis. They could then record the way they feel, different sessions they're feeling uh, while having, uh, being in use. And then basically all of that gets tied into the platform. So 
when you're shopping, you're not only shopping by price, you're not only shopping organic, non-organic, but like I said a little earlier, now you're shopping, hey, I woke up this morning with this headache and this is what worked for me. So it really creates a whole new angle and a new diversity to the way the shopping experience could take place. It's, 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 I mean, we're going to quickly go to the break, but I, and when I come back, I want to talk to you about where the hell you got this idea from? Uh, sort of mad. I mean, it's. I mean, this, this morning, only this morning, I heard that um, Apple is the first company in the world, a digital business in the world, to become a, a trillion dollar company. And I remember I only also, ten yeah. years ago, um, or maybe fifteen years ago, the you know the biggest the biggest companies in the world by market capitalization were people like General Electric, etc. Now the world's completely changed and digital. And the, if you look at the biggest companies in the world, as Apple, Amazon, etc. And it seems to me what you're talking about here, and you've, you've had some crazy growth um, in terms of you know one and a half million people across the globe. It seems to me that this digital retail environment is actually cutting across all levels, including the sale of something that ordinarily, you know, we wouldn't think to buy online. Yeah. What you're sort of doing is uh, presenting it and sort of purifying it a little bit and putting it out there in a curated sense. Yeah. And you know, it's logically there's no reason why it shouldn't be done. It's so unusual for me, anyway, to actually be sort of confronting, and I, you know, and, I, and I'll be honest with you in a minute I'll, when we come back from the break. I want to talk about the things that are confronting in me about it, and let's, I'm hoping and I'm looking forward to you sort of, sort of smoothing that confrontation out for me and, and sort of saying to me, "No, Mark, this is this is not perfect, but this is where we're going to, this is where we're trying to take it to, because this is a new adventure, really, for me. I'm looking at this, listening to you, this is an adventure. Awesome. It's a crazy adventure, but it's a beauty. I like it. Let's go to the break, and we'll be back. Awesome." Hi, welcome back. I'm here with Sean, not Dillinger, but Sean Dollinger. <laughs> and he's from Namaste. Now, Namaste is a, a global platform. I guess all platforms are potentially global. But it's a digital um, a platform whereby they sell uh, cannabis products, a range of cannabis products. In other words, things to use cannabis with. Largely what we're talking about here is um, uh, vaporizers. Yeah, is that right? Okay. Yes. And uh, also the cannabis itself, but all the various range of cannabis. But also what he does is he curates people's experiences as to the types of cannabises and, you know, I can get on there and have a look at what somebody else's experience has been as opposed to hoping to go and see a doctor because in this country, you go and see a doctor, there's no point, they're not going to talk to you about it and if they did, they'd probably worry they're going to lose their uh, license. We did just talk about earlier about some of the benefits of this. I get it. I understand it. Um, and, I, and I'll be honest with you, I, I'm not a can. I'm, you know, to anyone who's listening, I, I don't smoke, I don't smoke anything, I don't smoke cannabis. Generally speaking, I don't drink much either, but but I have smoked cannabis when I was a younger guy, when I was a mad surfboard rider, and, and like it was just so illegal, it was ridiculous. And uh, but that was what really got me off. Um, that's why me and my mates did it. Um, and but you know we'd be sort of sitting around hiding, and it'd create such paranoia. Um, uh, I don't know. That was sort of part of the excitement, the paranoia of getting caught. Um, but it was also the giggling as it came out of it. That we were there more for the THC as opposed to the um, the CBD benefits. The benefits are coming out of these these plants. These natural substances right and i'm really excited and extremely curious about this as it develops but equally on the flip side of it i want to ask you sean how do you deal with the uh social responsibility i guess um of running a platform like this and that i don't know a kid a young person or uh, or somebody who's a little bit um not quite balanced and doesn't quite know what they're doing and and how do you deal with the criticism that you may be being irresponsible here 
Yeah, it's a great question. And obviously, it's a, a challenge out there. So when it comes to the controlled substance side, so the actual cannabis, um, we developed the first telemedicine application that's ever been approved in Canada for cannabis. What does that mean, telemedicine? So instead of you going out to your doctor, getting in your car, and perhaps being seen in a clinic that you don't want to, like here in Australia, it's more general. Um, but in Canada, they've actually started cannabis clinics. And if where the doctors are where the doctors are specializing in the cannabis side of things. Uh, we decided to take that away where you know, people had to wait a few days. In our application, we go ahead just like Uber would connect a driver to you know, somebody looking for a ride. We take a customer and connect them to a nurse practitioner on our network. Uh, a what practitioner? A nurse practitioner. So in Canada, you have nurses, you have doctors, and a nurse practitioner's uh, basically in the middle. They have uh, more education than a nurse. I believe they take an extra three years of school. And they're, they're, they're a licensed, so to speak, person, nurse, not a doctor, who can prescribe and let's call it deal in the product. Right, they, yep. it's cannabis, but other products as well. We right. just focus on the nurse practitioner in the space in yep. Canada. They have a great education on what products work for what people, because what you said earlier with getting paranoid, um, you know, if you take the wrong strain, it could be a really bad experience. So why not really help people get educated and use the product properly. Mm. So with the telemedicine app, like I said, in under 10 minutes, we could go ahead and connect a patient to a nurse practitioner, get them approved, and then they could continue their shopping experience. Uh, we do this for absolutely no cost at all. But back to your question about responsibility, we invested in a company in the US that has facial recognition technology. So when you're going through the checkout on this app, you go ahead and you upload, let's say, your Canadian passport. We go ahead, get, go ahead against the federal database to make sure it's a legal passport. And then we take it a step further. We then use your camera on your computer or on your smartphone and make sure that matches to the actual picture on the ID that you've uploaded. Right. Okay. So you do, you do authentication is what you're saying. And we do. And it's even more valid. Like even if you go in Canada right now and buy wine, and I don't know how it is in Australia, but I don't think they take it very responsible. You know, they have a checkbox, check here. Are you over 18 or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah. I think that we're way ahead of all, even these government agencies in Canada. And when I they approached us for the technology, they couldn't even wrap their head around if their systems could handle what we're doing because then they need to start doing a whole bunch of changes to their patchwork and infrastructure and just shows they were blown away by our product, but they said it would take years to just get it approved and understand if they could fit it into their framework. And uh, who come up with all these ideas? I mean, where does this all come from? Like, this is so you're you're, you're building quite sophisticated software. Um, I, I presume you have um, exception reporting requirements. In other words, if something doesn't match, or or alternatively, if um, someone becomes too frequent a user, or whatever, if there's something suspicious, a bit like the money laundering laws in, around the world, you probably have to report it into somebody. I, I presume that's the case. But where does someone come up with all this? Um, these ideas about technology and the platform and um, and uh, where'd you raise the money from? I mean, is it just you or what's the deal? Yeah, so 18 years ago, started my first e-com. And from there, I've um, built out four private ones. And even with Namaste, it was going to be uh, sold in the first few months that we had started it. And then a company comes along and says, not even a company, my business partner at the time, Corey Zellickson, who uh, co-founded uh, Namaste, uh, 
was walking on the beach and the person says, why in the world would you want to sell the company? Let me teach you how to go public. So that was a really great experience uh, from the start. So you listed? We're listed, yeah, yes, yeah. in uh, Canada and on the U.S. exchange. And uh, then with being able to go public, we were able to obviously have a lot of access to capital. But right. back to the, the years of experience in e-com, I've taken that and with the team that we have, which is absolutely fantastic, as you know, you know, you need a strong team in order to, um, to scale up. And that's the biggest thing for me at this point. We went from a couple million dollars in revenue. This year we'll do 40 million. Next year we'll do a little over 100 million. And it was funny, the biggest challenge while we were growing, we went from a market cap of $5 million when we started to a little over $1.2 billion wow. in a little year and a half. But we were still a small startup. Yeah, yeah. But people expected so much more. You and know? your investors Canadian or are they coming from everywhere around the world? Everywhere in the world. Everybody loves the story of, of cannabis. And, and yeah, it's sort of... Uh... I mean, I was going to say mind-blowing, but it's uh, is it listed on, on the Canadian stock exchange, or is, where is it Toronto? Where is the stock exchange? So in uh, the TSXV is the venture exchange in Canada. Right. We started okay. on the CSC, which is the Entrepreneur Exchange up in Canada. They do which an amazing job. Yeah, they do a fantastic job. It's that's really low cost. It gives you the ability. But when we started, and we went public in March of 2016, to raise a million dollars was practically impossible. Uh, we just raised a uh, $50 million um, back in March of this year, and it was oversubscribed. They actually returned $20 million to people. So the access to capital has now allowed us to build out a proper team that's needed to bring us to the next level. But back to the technology. So once you have a customer... We need to make sure they're happy. And that's where the tools come in, the different things that we've invested in, like that AI machine learning, the telemedicine app, and all these other different tools that we use to make sure that the customer has that great experience. So like on Netflix, for example, when uh, you go and I go, we see different things. Because if I saw the shows that you like and you see the shows I like, how does that make any sense? Yep. So that's basically what we're doing. Re we're reshaping e-com and listen amazon's done an unbelievable job right but on the e-com front i don't believe in 2018 that it makes sense for a ma manufacturer to package up the item to send to a distributor for them to then send to a wholesaler to then send to a retailer to the customer why not just develop a platform that gives access to the manufacturer direct to the end user so that's that you're trying to explain the difference between you and amazon you're saying your your platform is sort of more efficient than the Amazon. Well, it's more like Alibaba's model. Yeah. But yeah, we get the question a lot. How is Amazon uh, going to compete against well, Amazon? Are they a threat? Yeah. But right now they're on the sideline. But, a business... oh, but, what, but what, Sorry, if I can interrupt. But what you, your answer to that question is how can Amazon sort of take you down um, by, um, you know, just by being the behemoth they are and getting all the manufacturers to come to them. But the answer is no, because they don't deal with manufacturers. Alibaba does, though, by the way, as you, as you just pointed out. But you're saying because of all the various – for it to work on Amazon, you have too many other middlemen, let's call them, which means the pricing would probably wouldn't be that attractive to the manufacturer in the first place. It's too much – giving too much away. Yeah, it's a, or, it's a or you're going to make it too expensive. Yeah. For the end consumer. And plus the consumer experience, right? Like Amazon's unbelievable at getting you a product. That would, nobody could deny that. And the way that they source and get everything. But if you call them with a problem with your vaporizer, 
they'll say, here's your return label. You can't, we can't call them anyway. You can't who, call them. Who is it? So we become obsessed. Mm. So uh, my partner, who I started three comms with, our first three, started a dog food company six years ago in the U.S. And people are like, how are you going to compete against Amazon? And we follow the same mold. Like, uh, you got to become obsessed with the product. You got to understand it inside and out and make sure the, the teammates you have are all the same. You know, every employee believes and loves the product. It's got to flow. Out. And when he started uh, Chewy.com, uh, like I said, people said, he's crazy. He just sold it for $3.6 and he took 51% of the market share in the United States. And it's funny, we had a guy here like, a couple of weeks ago, Pete Evans, who's a famous chef in Australia. Actually, he just launched a, a, a pet food business which paleo based, but, and, uh, I don't think he's uh, actually uh, dreaming of heights like that, but, um, he should be listening to this. I'll get Pete to listen to this one. And we should uh, speak to him because we want to add CBD to dog food. Yeah. That's a big thing. So, so animals, it's good for animals. Absolutely. Yeah. We see that. It's funny. I've heard that somewhere. It's about uh, the joint pain or something like that. Something yeah, to do with joint pain. You know, some dogs have anxiety and different yeah, situations. So CBD is supposed to be fantastic. So we're the beauty about our platform is then we go ahead and build that whole vertical out and hire experts or speak to different people who like who you just mentioned and then get passionate behind it and build out. It's, it's funny, you know, um, you're sort of selling me on the business model big time. Uh, you're, you're, uh, and I'm sort of interested in your stock now. Um, <laughs> uh, can, can Australians buy these products on your platform and having, have them sent to Australia or is that illegal? No, so uh, we bought the largest Australian vaporizer company um, two years ago. It's called Australian Vaporizers, and they did an unbelievable job building it out. Like, if you think about it, they have over 350,000 customers. And like you're saying on, on your show, a lot of people might not know about cannabis. And so it's unbelievable in the times that we're in that they were still able to take that kind of market share. They did about eight and a half million dollars in revenue selling vaporizers. If you think about it. That's mad, yeah. It's really unbelievable. I don't really see any, I don't know anyone who's I don't know anyone who's got a vaporizer. I've seen them around in a few places around town more recently, but yeah, I yeah, I don't know anybody, but that's crazy. So it's obviously there's a whole lot of people out there that I don't that use a vaporizer. That use it. And that's what I saw. Like, that was the unbelievable movement. So Florida is very conservative. And I'd go to parties three years ago when I was just starting in the business. Nobody spoke about cannabis. So it was wine and drinks, et cetera. Now it's like, Sean, what's the latest vaporizer? Please bring it out to the party. What are the new, pro you know, like everybody is loving it. People who you would have never imagined were cannabis users. They're like so happy to come out now and admit that. Well, I haven't said it. I said it earlier, I'm not a cannabis user, but I have used it. I mean, not many yeah. people would say it today, but, you know, especially our politicians, I'm sure they do use it. They have used it, I should say. Um, you know, I'll bet you any money Barnaby Joyce has used it at some stage. Or he grew up in the country, for God's sake. Um, and he's a sort of bloke. I, I like him. I like Barnaby. He probably has used it. He probably wouldn't admit it, though. Um, so, 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 but, okay, so you've got – I just want to – because there's a lot for me to take in. This is kind of like in a, a conceptual sense. You've got a business – of which you're the founding shareholder, along with others, that's listed on what is equivalent to the NASDAQ in Canada? Would that be well, right? Well, we got accepted by the NASDAQ. Right. So, you're, so we, we can move up to the NASDAQ at so, any time right, right now. So you're listed on the, on, on the second layer after the entrepreneurial entrepreneurial. Um, Correct. So exchange. in Canada, the TSX is the largest. Yep. But the TSXV is owned by the TSX. We're just on the, on the 
just slightly lower. And exchange. you got a market cap of in excess of a billion dollars. Well, now we're at four hundred million. Four. We went to through one point two billion, and, and now come it's back. come back to four hundred right. million. And your platform is um, selling various manufacturers um, cannabis products, cannabis to people who want to use this around the world. And you got one and a half million people right now who transact with you. Correct. The cannabis side of things, we could just roll out in Canada, though. And then CBD, we're able to now sell in the UK, Germany, and a few other places. And can you sell CBD here? No, not yet. Not yet. That's what's really encouraging, though. So if you think about the revenue that we've generated and your background in e-commerce, you could... You could. It's very hard with vaporizers that come with a five-year warranty to be able to get recurring revenue off of that. Yeah, yeah. there's accessories for ten dollars yeah, here and there, only. but CBD it's and every... cannabis right into our wheelhouse of e-com, and then attaching it to a vaporizer purchase. Hey, do you want this company's product filled into a cartridge? That the opportunity is endless, and that's what gets me really excited. Once we're able to start implementing all of that, so that that's your. Uh, your mousetrap. It's uh, your mousetrap is the vaporizer itself, and then as soon as someone buys a vaporizer, you recognise that they're, they're smoking something, um, or they're vaping something. Yeah. Um, and uh, you suggest to them, you know, which is fair enough. Would you be interested in CBD? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, so does does your website? Uh, is it? Um, um, you know, we have all these concepts of it's nearly like uh, it's nearly like spamming, but it's not spamming them. Um, because, you know, you have a commercial relationship with them straight up because right. they just bought something from you. Um, do you suggest it to them? Does the sort of, does the, um, I don't know if you use the artificial intelligence. At well, this exactly. Point. That's it, what it's for. Do. It all feeds in. Yep. But it goes back to something you said, uh, said before. Uh, like if I asked you largest real estate company in the world today, it's a company that actually doesn't even own any real estate, and that's Airbnb. And then the largest transportation company in the world is Uber, and they don't own a single car. That's exactly what Namaste is. We're very light. We're very we're we're able to adapt extremely quickly. And I think that's the most important. Like if you're in brick and mortar, it's very difficult if yeah. something changes, et cetera. And that's what really gives us the advantage. You know, if Hilton wants to add a new hotel to their network, whether they're buying it or taking it on, it's months. And if they're actually building it, it's years. Um, Airbnb could add a condo in 10 minutes, right? Yeah, because it's already built. It's already built. Yeah, and some Someone's adding added. it to the platform. Yeah, That's yeah. exactly what Namaste is. And what have you been in Australia doing? In Australia, it's a little different. So again, we've got to adapt. The company that we acquired here um, has a warehouse in Brisbane. And uh, believe it or not, so when we speak about these vaporizers, uh, it's not like there's just three or four. There's literally hundreds of different vaporizers out there for different uses. So when I started three years ago, we saw the majority of sales being in, in flour. So there were vaporizers that worked with just the flower with cannabis. All right. And then uh, as time's gone on, we now see like Shatter, which is a 99.9% THC product that people like vaporizing uh, because you got to do it at about 800 degrees. And the technology has had to change. But for us, who are we to dictate or say what type of product you enjoy using? Our job at Namaste is to make sure if you come to our website, we have the product that you want. And it also helps on the advertising side of things with the restrictions out there and building all the content that we're creating. It's one of the only ways 
to bring people. As you know, you could have the best product, the best website in the world, but if you don't have traffic, you have nothing. And when I go to shows, like I went to this conference in Brisbane a month and a half ago called Retail Global, and it was really great to go because I was invited as a keynote speaker, but I was able to share my experience on retail. And when IBM was there and a few other large companies, I saw them speaking to this group of people who were interested in going into retail e-com, but talking a lot about the technology and platform, but you don't need any of that if you don't have the traffic and nobody yeah. was speaking about how do you go about bringing in that traffic like even at this conference apac that i was at they had uh, someone up on the stage and that was the uh, advertising week here in australia mm -hmm. that i was here for and i heard him say something that it was unbelievable he said there's companies out there that you could buy content from but one they don't know your products as well as you do and number two if you're getting content that already exists online, it's absolutely useless for you. So if you're in a business where you can't do pay-per-click and in the money lending business at one point, they put that restriction and I saw stocks cut, get cut down in half when they cut out that whole pay-per-click side of things, uh, whether it lasted for however long. Same thing happens in these spaces. You could start focusing on a certain business plan and think things are going great. This is what happened. We were going public. And when we were going public, our revenue was actually pretty strong. But then our pay-per-click got cut and our revenue went down by 80% pretty much overnight. So what I'm trying to get at is you got to look at things from all different angles. There's not just one way that's the right way, right? And, uh, and what did you do when that happened? We had to make a shift extremely quickly and we went into developing content. So presently content. we have 80 people sitting in our offices in Dublin, Ireland, writing content all day long. That's all they do. Because it's kind of like an empty field, right? You got to plant the seeds and then all of a sudden years go by and it comes up. If you do any searches for uh, vaporizer, cannabis vaporizer, you'll see Australian vaporizers pops up pretty much for every key term here in Australia. And nobody could take that away from you. Once you've developed it, once you looked at the governing body from Google, it creates power that no one could take away. So with the Google AdWords, anybody could come and outbid you if they have a bigger budget than you do. Yeah. But it really gives us a unique angle that nobody else has presently. And how do the Googles and the Facebooks and those people, how do they think about you guys? I mean, do, do you have partnerships with them or do you go and see them in Canada or wherever you are and sit, sit down and sort of say, how can you, how can you and them collaborate to amplify both Facebook for their users, but also to get more people onto your website. Yeah. So you and I are on the same page. So I took the opportunity. One thing I was excited, I said, oh, the director of small business uh, from Facebook's here. So I went to watch her speak and then I went up to her to speak. This was just two days ago. And I said, we have this challenge. We Is that call, Alexandra? Um, Katie, I forget right. her last name. She's head of small business and medium sized business for uh, New Zealand and Australia. Right, because I, I had breakfast yesterday with the head of marketing from um, Facebook, and that's what made me ask the question, because I know they're looking out to make partnerships with people. Yeah, so I went up to her and I said, listen, when I call Facebook right away, they're like, oh, you're a cannabis company, right? Yeah. And that's the first person. But someone like that, who I spoke with, were able to maybe take it to the next level where I'm like, hey, Namaste is a publicly listed company. We'll sign any indemnities that you'd like. Let's work together. We don't show the, the flower. We don't actually show pictures of cannabis. Like if you go to our website, it's a 
great shopping experience. It's not like in your face, uh, somebody smoking. Like yeah, we're yeah. treating it very professionally. Um, and I said, let's work together on how can we do it instead of just taking this approach. It's not because cannabis is here to stay, no matter what anybody says. Yeah, uh, totally. it's, it's always it's, been here to stay. It's always been Forever. here to stay. But, you know, so let's let's start working together and see how we could do it responsibly. And, and yeah, I, I get that. And I, and I presume, because they're quite an open-minded organization, I mean, they doesn't necessarily mean they're going to do something with you, but they, yeah. they will open up and talk to you. I mean, and those organizations, like they're, they're massive. And in terms of getting proper reach, like, you know, a million and a half turn that into twenty million and a half. They're the environments you've got to go to. Although yours is somewhat organic. Um Well all our growth has been organic, which yeah. has been great. But honestly, as soon as pay per click becomes available, that's what we're all yeah experts at at our at our company. So we'll see revenue skyrocket once that's all approved. Right. Well I'm I, look I'm I wish I like an hour to speak to you because this is like, I mean, people can't see me, I just rub my face because I'm out of frustration because I really want to talk a lot more about this. But in the interest of time, because I know you've got to get to the airport, you've got to catch a plane. You're going back to Canada or Florida? I'm going back to Canada. You're going back to Canada. So I I really appreciate you coming in today. Um, I hope our listeners, and our listeners are usually people who want to do startups, et cetera, and uh, will have a small business and they're trying to work out how to amplify the business in some way. But I guess what I what our listeners could get out of this, and one of the things I, I, I urge them to listen to this, is to think about stuff in left field. To you, it's probably not left field, but to them and to most of us, it's left field, and how you can actually amplify a left field idea and turn it into something that's actually more mainstream. Because to be honest with you, this is a mainstream business. That's how it looks to me, but yeah. with a left field product. Yeah. Something that no one else really wants to touch because they don't understand it and they're confused it's something I would be scared to touch, less so now after speaking to you, but scared to touch because I don't understand it. Right. We always tend to go and do things that we all know about. Like yeah. me, I go and talk about lending money um, because that's what I know about. But sometimes there's more opportunities and things that no one else is working on. And that's what you've done. And I think it's brilliant. Thank you. Thanks yeah. very much, Sean. Thank you very Appreciate much. Appreciate it, mate. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, 
wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs> 